Welcome to Lay's Little Golden Books. I hope you all enjoy today's story, and maybe the grown-ups will remember it from their own childhood. The Remarkably Strong Pippi Longstocking Retold by Cecily Hogan Based on the motion picture Pippi Longstocking A Little Golden Book Out at the very edge of a little town in Sweden lived a brother and sister named Tommy and Annika. Often as they played in their garden, they looked over at the big empty house next door. Its name was Villa Villacula, and more than anything, Tommy and Annika wished that an exciting playmate would come there to live. Then one day, it happened. Look, exclaimed Annika, there's a horse on the porch at Villa Villacula. At the same moment, their new neighbor came up the walk. She had moved in, all by herself. As Tommy and Annika watched, she picked up the horse and set him down on the ground. Nobody can be that strong, Tommy gasped. But when Tommy and Annika ran over to Villa Villacula, they learned that Pippi Longstocking was that strong. She was also the most unusual girl next door they had ever seen. She had carrot-colored braids that stuck straight out from her head. Her nose looked like a small potato sprinkled with freckles, and her mouth was very wide indeed. Her legs were covered by long stockings, one green and one orange, and she wore floppy gray shoes that seemed twice as large as her feet. On her shoulder sat a little monkey all dressed up in his Sunday best. My monkey's name is Sir Nelson, Pippi explained proudly. Then she introduced Tommy and Annika to Horse, who would also be living in Villa Villacula with her. But Pippi, haven't you a mama or papa? asked Tommy, his eyes wide. Yes, I have parents, Pippi told them. They're just not here. My papa is a cannibal king on a South Sea island, and my mama is up in heaven. But who tells you when it's time to go to bed? Annika asked. I tell myself, Pippi explained. First I say, quite nicely, Pippi, go and sleep now. And when I don't obey me, I tell me, much more sternly, Pippi, you go to bed now. And if I still don't listen, then I give me a spanking. When people in town heard about Pippi, they decided she must go to live in a children's home. Surely, they said, such a young girl needs someone to tell her what to do. Tommy and Annika, of course, didn't want Pippi to leave Villa Villacula. They finally had the exciting friend they had waited for so long. Besides, Pippi could take care of herself quite nicely. Maybe Pippi wasn't the neatest cook in the world, but her pancakes and cream cakes were the best that Tommy and Annika had ever eaten. On baking days, Pippi would toss eggs up in the air and try to catch them in a bowl. If an egg happened to land on her head, Pippi would just smile. Raw eggs are good for the hair. That's what I've heard, she'd say, and they would all giggle as egg yolk dribbled down Pippi's face. People worried that Pippi might not have enough money to buy clothes and food, but Pippi's papa had left her a suitcase filled with gold, and Pippi always had plenty of money for important things, like a blanket for horse, new clothes for Sir Nelson, and candy for all the children in town. Shopping days were very special whenever Pippi came to town. Still, townspeople felt Pippi should go to the children's home. Surely, they said, a little girl can't protect herself. But Tommy and Annika knew better. Pippi was strong. 
Why, one day she even saved a little boy who was being chased by six big bullies. Shame on you, six against one, yelled Pippi. She picked up the biggest bully and tossed him into the branches of a nearby tree. Then one night, Pippi really showed everybody just how well she could take care of herself. It happened this way. Two wicked burglars slipped into Villa Villacula to steal the suitcase of gold they had seen Pippi carrying. It'll be easy to steal from a little girl who is sleeping, they said. But Pippi woke up, and before the burglars even knew what was happening, she grabbed first one and then the other and lifted them to the top of a very high cabinet. There, she exclaimed, that will teach you to steal other people's suitcases. Forgive us, dear little miss, said one of the burglars, shaking with fear. We haven't eaten for such a long time. That's why we needed some money. They both started to cry. Pippi hated to see anyone weep. I forgive you this time, she said grandly, and she gently set them back down on the floor. Then off she went to change her clothes and get some cream cake for the burglars. But the burglars were wicked indeed. As soon as Pippi left the room, they snatched up the suitcase full of gold and started once more for the door. Pippi returned just in time. Halt, she cried. With her strong right arm, she pitched the cream cake smack dab into the biggest burglar's surprised face. Then she snatched the suitcase out of his hand and sent both burglars flying from the house. And nothing could have persuaded them ever to come back to Villa Villacula. When the townspeople heard about Pippi and the burglars, they never again said she would have to leave Villa Villacula. And that, of course, made Tommy and Annika very, very happy. With a wonderful girl next door like Pippi, something exciting happened every single day. The end.